Welcome to Between Our Thighs, a sex-positive website advocating for global sexual inclusivity. I'm your host, M, and I'll be taking you on a podcast journey that delves into the world of sex, dating, relationships, you name it, all in the hopes of creating a safe space for our listeners to gain information and answer their questions on a large number of topics. So, without further ado, here is today's episode. The decision to find a fuck buddy is not one that should be taken lightly, whether you decide to have sex with your friend or seek out someone you didn't previously know. Along with the development of this non-romantic sexual relationship, there are boundaries that need to be put in place and expectations that need to be made clear before things start to get physical. Today, I have my personal friend joining in on the conversation to have a candid chat about our experiences with our own fuck buddies, including how living through a pandemic has affected these relationships. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. How are you? Pretty good, considering that we're in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah, the circumstances are not ideal. (laughs) No. (laughs) And, you know, like what we're talking about today, friends with benefits, Mm -hmm. is particularly hard to have during a pandemic. Oh, you're telling me. (laughs) (laughs) But, But overall, like, would you recommend a friends with benefits situation outside of a pandemic? Yeah. Um, If you're the kind of person for it, I think it's very subjective to the kind of person you are and how you can handle it. Um, But if you are considering it, I wouldn't dissuade you from it. Yeah. So obviously you have been in a friends with benefits situation Mm -hmm. and you've also been in a long-term relationship. Yes. Long-term monogamous relationship. Yes. So do you find that there's a big difference? Is it better? Like, is one better than the other? Um, I think they're both different. Obviously, I don't think one can be better than the other, but it does depend on what you're looking for, right? Um, But I think the main similarity or like meeting point between the two is that you have to have somebody either dating monogamously long term or in a friends with benefits, someone that you can actually be friends with or get along with, you know? (laughs) It can't, uh, for me, it can't just be, with the friends with benefits, it can't just be um, somebody that I can't be attracted to outside of the physical aspect, you know? Yeah, at that point, you might as well just be going for like a one night stand kind of thing. Or yeah, or just not having someone specific that you go to. It could be like, and it's someone different every time, you know? But there are people that have multiple friends with benefits relationships going on where they're like friends with multiple people and Mm -hmm. sleeping them or like having sexual play whatever with them I can barely keep more than three friends in normal (laughs) life so I can only (laughs) I can't imagine it being that easy to do with like a sexual aspect (laughs) on top of it all you know (laughs) yeah but if it works for them it works for them yeah like personally I was thinking that the other day actually I'm like honestly I can barely handle like (laughs) one relationship let alone yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I, 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 <laughs> I can, I can barely handle two f- casual friends, let alone yeah. multiple friends <laughs> with benefits. <laughs> yeah. There's that like sexual aspect that you don't get from like a regular friend, which is yeah, kind of like tips the, <laughs> tips the tables in their favor. Yeah. But also like, 
the friend aspect of it is important too. Like you want, like you said, somebody that doesn't drive you crazy or annoy you. Somebody that you get along with, really. Yeah, exactly. Because I think, yeah, for me, at least the friends with benefits aspect is nice because you have a trust and like a rapport built with that person. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Because it's kind of like just transitioning a friendship to something more. So you don't have to worry necessarily about other things factoring in that could be potentially emotionally destructive, you know, because you already know the person, you know how they are, how they behave, you can like kind of predict their responses to things. So how long did you talk to your friends with benefits prior to actually physically meeting up with them? Oh, um, like two months. So you were just like texting or... Yeah. And I think that I think that makes a big difference because I'm somebody that connects more with like communication. Like that's a big mm-hmm. thing for me. So if I didn't have that much communication with him initially, I don't think I would have been comfortable like meeting up with him and, and starting that relationship, you yeah, know? For sure. So I think for me, it was like very important to have that foundation of communication because again, it's like, that's how you get to know somebody. Right. And especially with like a, a relationship like that, you for me at least you want to know the person that you're getting involved with because it is kind of a precarious situation Mm -hmm. and where did you find him where did you come across this pleasant fellow (laughs) (laughs) um online as most people do (laughs) i mean it is the 21st century it is yeah exactly and how did it go it was good it was good it was good what were the steps involved? Like when you met up, did you sleep with him the first time? Did you lay out the ground rules? Um, no, I mean, the ground rules, I guess, were kind of laid out during the communication for like the two months, right? Mm-hmm. And it was just more about like, again, it was like building a, f- a friendship, or even just like a relationship that's that was more than, it's weird, because it's almost like, it has to be more than friends, but less than a romantic relationship, you know? Yeah. And it's a weird situation that because yeah, you're friends, but you have to be a little bit more than that. So you have to know where that line is. And it's interesting because when you think about it, somebody that you're in like a long-term relationship with, you're also really good friends Mm -hmm. that are having sex. Yes, exactly. (laughs) But then there's something different with that because you're both completely committed to to whatever, like whatever comes up is going to be accepted as part of that situation, right? That's the difference then with friends with benefits because you can't allow everything to come up and be okay with it because that's like against the the rules, you know? Yeah. (laughs) It's funny, I guess I can like insert here that my friends with benefits relationship turned into a long-term relationship. Yeah. But I mean, I guess I was playing with fire to begin with because it was my ex like from five years ago. Yeah. And I think you also went into it wanting a relationship. And that's like a big distinctive difference. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted a relationship, but I didn't at first want a relationship with him. I did want a relationship though, because I was dating before that, like going on dates before that. (laughs) So yeah. yeah. Was I looking for a long-term relationship? Yes. Was I looking for sex with him also yes and were you looking for a long-term relationship with him yes (laughs) eventually yes yes those were a messy few months i know but whose months weren't messy in like the beginning of this year that's true and then on top of that there was like covid yeah and trying to figure out how i felt and if it was worth it in quarantine Mm -hmm. like when you're apart from somebody for like a couple of months at a time yeah yeah it's kind of like 
weighing it out. And that's a trick, I guess, too, if you're doing just like a friends with benefits thing, because you still have to maintain some sort of interest in the person if you're not seeing them regularly, right? Yeah. Because obviously, it's different if you're like, okay, we're in a long term relationship. So the bond is there, it's formed, it is what it is, regardless of how much time you're taking apart. But when it comes to friends with benefits, it's like, okay, there has to be some sort of active communication in order to maintain the level of interest so that you can pick it up where you left off, you know? Yeah. And it's interesting because my now partner and I were messaging each other like throughout the day, every day when we weren't actually dating, when we were just um, sleeping together. Mm -hmm. And you had mentioned that your friends with benefit was reaching out and talking about Things that you said were like annoying, like sending you links to things. And like, I guess the difference is like, I was like falling for my ex again. And it really was just like a guy that you were friendly with that you were sleeping well, with. Well, I think the difference was that for me, the communication started. And again, there was like, the situation was so different. It, like it, everything changed so quickly, right? Because of COVID. Yeah. So when we were having our communication and we were constantly communicating and that's that was fine because, you know, we knew we'd meet up or we knew we'd have like our get together or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when COVID started and we knew that there wouldn't be easy access to all of that, it became almost this... Like a chore? Not even like a chore, but like, communication shifted and when that happens Mm -hmm. it feels weirdly inconsistent so you're all of a sudden now like okay this it almost feels like you're talking to a new person now you know because everything's so different yeah so then when communication changes and it becomes more leaning towards something else it gets a bit annoying because you're like that's not the person I was talking to before do you know what I mean yeah like they're trying too hard or not even that like they're trying to or they're like they're not being the same way they were before but then the circumstances mm-hmm. were different before. So it's 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 really like, again, tricky to navigate that. And I experienced that uh, firsthand. <laughs> and how do you deal with that? Like, what do you, um, what do you say? I think for that, actually, there was, well, just communication, right? You bring it up and you say, like, this is how I'm feeling. And this is what I'm interpreting. So can you, like, explain yourself? And then, <laughs> like, um, someone who's good at communication will explain themselves openly and honestly. And then you'll feel, like, okay with it. But if they're not good at communication which I think a lot of people aren't, they tend to mm-hmm. like not try to uh, upset you or like try to avoid blame. So they'll say things that aren't necessarily always genuine, you know? Yeah. And then that can come off as really like suspicious. Like, <laughs> really suspicious. But then, you know, you feel like you're being not lied to, but you feel like you're being misled in some way. So then that can get annoying. And then you remember that I took a break from that communication. And I asked him to, yes. to take a break for like a month at least. And then, and he didn't wait that long. No, it was yeah. <laughs> the communication was still going, so it was frustrating because I was trying to kind of recalibrate my connection to him, right, and yeah. kind of transition into this new phase of like, okay, this is like post COVID. Things can't be the way they were before that. And then also, at the same time, you're learning. I was learning about this new person who I just met, and I'm learning about how he's reacting in a crisis, which like this kind of persona I didn't know before, right. So it's just like a lot of learning. So it takes like I needed the time and the space to like understand that, you know? Yeah, for sure. And I feel like I've learned a lot about myself during Exactly. COVID. And about my friends and my family and Yeah. Yeah, just seeing how people are reacting in like you said a crisis. Yeah. So you're just learning, just constantly learning about people and things and how it like relates to your life and how it's going to be after COVID. Thank God for therapy. <laughs> that yes amen honestly like therapy has been like such a huge thing for me 
Yeah. Like the, over the past few years, but then I took a break and under guidance of a very good friend, I started therapy again when I started up my friends with benefits relationship. Yeah. Yeah. You should hold on to that friend. <laughs> I'm like, should I? I don't know. It sounds like they gave you a lot of good I advice. I think they're a really good friend. <laughs> I wish I could tell them. <laughs> uh, you should call them up. Ring, ring. Right now. Is your phone ringing? <laughs> and you've told me that you don't talk about your friends with benefits situation with your therapist yeah I know which is weird because you'd think that that'd be something like that you'd talk about when it comes to like emotional distress (laughs) because it can kind of fuck you up yeah I can as if I'm an authority but I think it'll it's more likely to fuck you up if you're going into it with different expectations yeah and I went into it with a very clear idea of like what I wanted and how I wanted it to pan out so I don't really need I didn't need to flesh anything out in therapy maybe like once or twice just to kind of get my bearing straight just use you know what when it was it was during that period of no communication just to get like literally just needed to get my thoughts in order and that's yeah and I start like my first session with a brand new therapist and I'm like hey listen I'm sleeping with my ex (laughs) you're like this is gonna be ex related therapy only And no, like for the first while it was like, that's literally just what I talked about mm-hmm. and was like hashing out because I was trying to figure out like my own emotions. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, why am I sleeping with him? Why am I not finding somebody else to sleep yeah. with? Like, Is there an answer to that question or? Um, no. <laughs> well, waiting. <laughs> why? <laughs> there are- She's like, basically, it was just like, well, like, how do you feel? Like, does this feel right? At the time, it felt right. <laughs> and like, every session, I would check in and she'd be like, does this still feel check right? Check in. Yup. <laughs> it's still feeling good. Yeah. That's good, though. It's, it's important to know when something feels right or when it doesn't. And like, being yeah. in touch with that. And I really had to stop and think, does this feel right emotionally? Or is this just feeling right physically? Right. Exactly. And that's a big distinction to make. Yeah, because you can lose the two. It had been a long ride spell. Coming out of that was beautiful. <laughs> it was like a yeah. celebration. Yeah. And I think it was also a celebration for you. Mm-hmm. It was. It was like a like a very big transition. <laughs> for you to emotionally <laughs> adjust to. You had to go to therapy for my friends with benefits relationship. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'm the one sending you to therapy and it's funny because like talking to my therapist and I guess well you didn't talk to your therapist about it but when he and I started talking about becoming an actual thing like actually getting to a serious monogamous long-term relationship there were these ground rules that were there before these dynamics are going to shift and then also with talking with my therapist backtracking the ground rules to begin with what were the ground rules going into that relationship when we first started sleeping together it was just like okay, like I'm not interested in dating. This is going to be super casual. Whenever I'm in the city and you're around, we'll meet up. Wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. Like, (laughs) (laughs) and off you go. Like there wasn't going to be any like emotional aspect to it or hanging out. And because I knew him previously, it wasn't like I was worried about like, okay, I have to meet him in a public place because he's going to try to murder me. There was already that comfort. I mean, I guess he could have. Things can change and happen. Exactly. You, you don't know anybody. You don't know anybody. <laughs> you could tell me the next time I see you. Exactly. You don't know me. You can't trust anybody. <laughs> Not even yourself. 
Yeah. You might just be taking yourself out for dinner and killing yourself. Literally taking myself out like a mob <laughs> But yeah, so like, what were your ground rules when you started your mm. friends with benefits relationship? Well, it feels like ages ago, so I have to try and remember. <laughs> and like, did you both contribute, sit down and be like, okay, this is what I want. This is, and he was like, this is what I want or. Yeah. I mean, I think he had never had like a friends with benefits before. So for him, his idea of that really kind of situation was to start it off with the thought of a relationship. And I had to keep making it clear that that's not what I wanted. Okay. But one big rule for me was that I still wanted a level of respect. Um, Mm -hmm sexually emotionally like in terms of friendships like just to have that level of like respect for each other as you would have with a regular friend that you're not sleeping with yeah exactly that was just like a ground rule yeah just like a general ground rule of humanity (laughs) like not even specific (laughs) to that kind of relationship don't be a piece of shit exactly (laughs) yeah (laughs) and what about kissing what about it was that like a no-go or because no, some people yeah. like that, that's the romance that creates like a, a deepened bond. Oh, I mean, how do you like? I I don't think I could get into the situation without kissing. I remember like once years ago, I had a strep throat, but I still wanted to have sex. So I was just like, okay, just like we won't kiss, and it was so weird. Yeah, and it's also like I think it's easier when you're with a, like a partner because then it's like okay, you kind of like know each other's buttons. But when you're meeting when it's somebody new, kissing is like the most intimate thing you can do to kind of spark that up you know or like totally kill it <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> like kisses that are so bad where you're like oh. okay no I, I can never sleep yes exactly <laughs> yeah you know what's really hard it's like when you kiss someone new for the first time and you have to like figure out the rhythm like the rhythm is off yeah because it's a new person yeah so you really have to like so you do it and you're like oh okay like this is going to take a little bit of time to like work through to get our to get our rhythms on the same track I was like, I don't know, it just like popped into my head like, you know what situation I'm talking about where the kiss was like so bad and I was just I almost mm-hmm. puked in my mouth. <laughs> like it was the worst thing I had ever experienced. <laughs> but now was that the worst thing in general or because the rhythms were off and it just needed more time to like no. sort sort <laughs> <laughs> No. Uh, no. <laughs> okay. No, 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 no. Just checking. Just checking to make sure. Honestly, I wish it was, but it wasn't. <laughs> and I can't even feel bad about it. <laughs> so so yes to kissing. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I, I don't I don't see an issue with it. Because I've yeah, I have another friend who was like, no, we don't but how I won't kiss them because So what do you do? You just like, oh hey, how's it going? And then bam, right into it? Like how do you how do you go from point A to point C? I guess you just go to foreplay. I, I don't know. I guess so. And then I have another friend who literally told me kisses are the same thing as hugs. We've gone clubbing together and she literally makes out with every person. <laughs> okay. And I remember telling her like, oh man, like you don't know where all these people's mouths have been. And mm-hmm. she's like, but kisses are like hugs. Who you just give them to whoever. Hold her that. <laughs> Her. Oh, okay. Well, that was her life motto. Okay. <laughs> All right. Whatever floats your boat. I'm like, you know what? Good for you. Yeah, do it. But like, those are two opposites on the spectrum, I think. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So there's like this huge range. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, well, where where do you fit in? Like, where, okay, yeah. I, I wouldn't just like personally 
I wouldn't be able to manage multiple friends with benefits at once. Mm -hmm. Like you said, I can't even handle like multiple friends at once. Yeah, like (laughs) that's true. So there's like, yeah, you just got to kind of pick your battles. (laughs) (laughs) Uh And like, how many people know about your situation? Is it still going on? Like, yeah, it's still like it's it's still um it's still an active situation. (laughs) Just not just not a sexually active one yet. How many people know about it? Um, I don't think anyone really knows. I mean, like a few friends know about it, but they don't really know details. And that was a big thing for me. I didn't want to give details because I wanted it to not be like, it's not like, oh, I'm introducing them to a thing, like letting them know who it is. <laughs> like, like it's like a potential boyfriend or you know what I mean? Like I didn't want it to be legitimized in that way. I remember <laughs> I just wanted to know his name. Cause I'm like, mm-hmm. she's going to go and meet up with this nothing, guy and nothing, get murdered. Nothing. Snitches get stitches. You don't tell anybody anything. I would say check her phone, but she brought her phone with her. <laughs> yeah. The police would come to me and be like, mm, I don't know. Sounds like a sounds like a her problem. <laughs> and then like you, I wouldn't even I didn't want to tell you about my situation at first because my first thought is, oh, she's gonna kill me. Like I I know. <laughs> I didn't tell you because I was scared for my life. And I figured it out. <laughs> And then you like you figured it out and you guessed. Yeah, I just knew from the energy, man. I knew it. Oh, I, like I knew it. Details. <laughs> Go on. I just knew because you were like, well, like I don't want to get into it, but I knew <laughs> because of how comfortable you were with the idea of doing that, and I was like, oh, okay, so it's obviously a rehashing of something because she would not just go out and meet somebody new and be comfortable with that. So (laughs) you can't trust them. No. (laughs) Overall, it is a great way to experiment sexually and try out Mm. new things. And even if you don't end up dating that person, yeah. um, Or you have a bunch of different friends with benefits relationships over the course of years, whether you decide to settle down with somebody or not, you learn more about yourself. Mm-hmm. sexually like what you want what you enjoy and I think there's like something something great about these situations because really there's a lack of commitment so you can say like hey I want to try this and if you decide that you don't want to meet up with them again you don't have to mm-hmm. yeah, I mean exactly. technically you could break up with somebody and not have to, but it's a little bit more complex at that point yeah exactly but yeah in like a casual situation like this I could be like hey I want to see if I like anal. Let's do it. <laughs> or like, hey, okay. I got this new toy. Oh. Let's try it. <laughs> Let me see if I like That's this. Funny. You know what? I think I disagree with that because I think I'd feel more comfortable doing new things with a, a partner than I would with just like a casual friends with benefits. But with a partner, like, yeah, I can see what you're saying. But with like yeah. a long-term partner, you would need to be with them for a while to build that comfort level. Yeah. Right. But if you woke up today and you're like, hey, you know what? But I, but I would need that comfort <laughs> level regardless. So if it was with a friend True. of benefits, that comfort level wouldn't be there a- anyway, you know? I'm just saying in, in this scenario, like the mm-hmm. thought process of like feeling a bit more comfortable with a long-term partner. But have you, yeah. like with your friends with benefits, have you tried anything new that like you might not have previously with a, whoever you dated long-term in the past? Yeah, we had sex in a public bathroom. Oh. Yeah, and that's nothing I've ever done before. Or and would you do that again in the future? Oh yeah, definitely. 
Okay. Yeah, yeah, I definitely. I think that, like you were saying, kind of knowing your, like what you like, that taught, not taught me, but it showed me that I kind of have, like I enjoy the thrill of potentially getting caught or like doing something in a place where you're not supposed to do it. For sure. Yeah. That like aspect of like, not quite exhibitionism, but like on the brink of it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And what about voyeurism? Like, like me being the voyeur? Yeah. Being, yeah, but that didn't, um, I don't think it really kind of played into effect in what we were doing. So I didn't, mm. yeah, I didn't really get to experience it. Yeah. But definitely the exhibition is factor because we also did fool around in a movie theater, which I then found out later on that there are cameras in movie theaters. Oh that watch you. <laughs> yeah. They watch the, they watch the audience to make sure no one's filming the movie. <laughs> but Yeah. But little did I know. <laughs> you were enjoying the show and they, they were enjoying, enjoying the show. show. <laughs> so yeah you can imagine my horror when I figured that out (laughs) your horror your like secret thrill or a little bit like oh okay okay (laughs) so like when lockdown is over and movie theaters open up again maybe that's why they shut them down to begin with they're like we're done with this (laughs) the last straw these two have ruined it for everybody (laughs) I I apologize to everybody (laughs) can't go to movie theaters now maybe the person who was watching it is listening and they're like so that's that's her if you're listening please call in and tell tell us <laughs> tell us for how long did you get yourself tell us how, yeah tell us what we could improve the next time around because uh, <laughs> we take feedback very seriously we do we have like a feedback mailbox it's very important. Yeah. So like at any point, did you find that you were like developing feelings for him or vice versa? Like he was developing feelings for you? Um, I think, you know what? I think if, as I look back now after being in, in the COVID lockdown and all that stuff, I think if we had continued on at the pace we were at at that point, I think mm-hmm. both of us would have gotten a little bit in too deep. So it's almost like the universe kind of sorted that out for us. I was like, let's slow this down a little bit. So again, everybody's in lockdown because of you. <laughs> I'm, look, I'm sorry. I'm sorry the world revolves around me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry I'm so important. You are the sun yeah. and everybody else is just orbiting around you. I'm, so- I'm sorry. <laughs> so like, what do you do in that situation? I guess your options are to either like call things off completely or yeah, work through listen, it. Or honestly, I think about it now and I'm like, oh, I would have. I think I would have gotten really caught up in it in the moment. But now mm-hmm. that I've like gone through the separation of it, and I look back, I'm like, okay, in that situation, I think what I would have done is communicate and also like make it a point to take a step back and slow it down. For sure. Yeah. Kind of like what I did with that month of like no communication. I like just to like detach a little bit because you can, it's so easy to get caught up in it all. Right. Especially if it's like, it's new, it's fun, it's exciting. And then your mind has a hard time separating everything and like compartmentalizing it all, you know? Okay. In hindsight, I can say this now, but like, I think the timing with mine was perfect because like we started seeing each other early in the year and we had like a couple of months pre lockdown to kind of reconnect again. Mm -hmm. 
And then it was like during COVID that both of our plans for the future kind of like went to shit. Mm-hmm. And we were like, okay, yeah, let's let's just settle and date each other. No, not let's settle. Let's <laughs> let's see where this goes. <laughs> no, definitely not settling. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but I think also to like to to continue on with that, I think it worked out for me that way too because I'd come out of a long-term relationship. So when I went yes. into that relationship with my friends with benefits, it was like emotions were still kind of there left over from my last relationship, yeah. right? And like things that still hadn't fully settled, which is exactly. normal. Not even about the relationship, but even about myself as a person now who's single. It, like, mm-hmm. I, it's like I needed that time to kind of figure out who I was outside of like a relationship with a man. And it's so funny because like, we were finally single at the same time. And then I was like, hey, <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> guess what? <laughs> but it's not like we were planning like this hot girl summer. And obviously that we were planning that. That's what I mean. Oh, okay, like, we were yeah. With hot girl summer, and it just wasn't in the cards for us, anyways, because of COVID. I know. What a shame. Honestly, I think about it sometimes that I miss the days of just like being hot and sweaty and like clothed and next to nothing yeah. and just dancing. Look, it'll be in back. A crowded. It'll be back soon enough, <laughs> and then we're gonna be like annoyed when we're back in crowds again. Yeah, and then I'm gonna be like, oh, I hate people. <laughs> yeah you're making me seem horrible <laughs> I bring it you bring out, out in you, the, you bring it, I was just gonna say you bring out the worst in me I don't know you just feel comfortable being you just feel comfortable being your true self around me that's why it's not my fault like, so that's that we're in a long-term relationship well yeah technically but we're like in one that we didn't agree to like we just yeah. ended up in one you're my longest relationship yeah, we're the friends with benefits <laughs> that turned into a relationship and they're just like what the fuck happened we're looking back like five years later <laughs> we're both gonna be like in the senior home on like rocking chairs like this bitch is still here checking out like the other old ladies grandsons (laughs) oh true (laughs) that one looks like zach efron (laughs) (laughs) oh back in my day (laughs) i don't know why i have a southern accent all of a sudden i think you develop one when you turn like 80 everybody does everybody does just gonna sit on my rocking chair eating some cornbread and drinking sweet tea <laughs> like jerking off to like my what are the j14 magazines of Zac Efron tiger beat <laughs> tiger beat I don't remember there was also sweet t- what about 16 16 sweet oh, 16 yeah so, oh my god the amount of money I spent on those and Same. like plastered my wall with Same. Like, just for the big those, posters like, those teeny boppers yeah uh, teeny boppers it sounds like something like my nana would say well you are your <laughs> nana now you've morphed into her <laughs> Justin, we've come full circle i'm back in a home <laughs> <laughs> see this is it <laughs> I'm back to the topic at any point did you feel like it just wasn't going to work out with your friends benefits? like say pre-covid pre-covid when things were, no things were more normal no, things were fine. But again, like it was so early on and I was only just getting to know him. So I feel like at some point, and this could be like my emotional issues coming up, but <laughs> in my head, I just assume that you learn, you learn about people and you learn about their like, their good mm-hmm. sides and their dark sides. And that had yet to emerge. So I feel like um, early on, no, it was fine. But I feel like maybe in a little bit, I would have discovered new things that maybe would have made it a little bit difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And then like during COVID, well, we had talked about how you were kind of getting like irritated and stuff and you took like that one month hiatus. Yeah. Do you find like that was kind of like a breaking point where you were thinking like maybe this isn't going to work out? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, where I needed, it just feel, and again, COVID is such like a unique situation, but, and I'm sure everybody felt drained at that time, emotionally Mm -hmm. drained, Um, but it just felt like um, my energy was being occupied in conversation that wasn't satisfying or fulfilling based on the rules we had established early on in our friends with benefits relationship. You know what I mean? Like Like, in the sense that he was trying to deepen the relationship? No, in the sense that it was like more complete, it started almost getting to the point of just friends, which is fine, obviously, but it, it felt like it leaned one way so much in the beginning and then started leaning the other way so much too, where it just felt okay. like kind of more exhausting to have conversations that didn't really satisfy me. Yeah. And you, also just in general with like a regular friend, yeah. you don't really want friends that feel exhausting. And it's always, yeah. And it's like, I'm somebody who enjoys really a deep conversation right no matter like sure. I don't want to no matter what the who the person is the conversation it has to be on a level that's a little bit deeper right so when it's constantly surface level conversation that's exhausting because it doesn't mm-hmm. it doesn't really do much for the relationship right so you're not really forming any sort of new bonding so it's like what's the point surface level conversations are for like meeting people for the first time exactly. that you know you're not really gonna meet again yeah. and, and it's like sir I know you I like your dick was in my mouth you know what I mean like oh <laughs> like let's talk about that (laughs) okay I mean if you want to talk about that like I'm here for it but like yeah I mean that's just it's the truth right like you that's why it's like it's more than friends because you're on this level that's your friend you're not on with your friends but it's less than a relationship so it's like finding that middle ground yeah and you find you expect more out of the relationship than you would with like a a long-term relationship like in, in terms of sexu- like sexually when you meet up, do you expect to have an orgasm? Yes, but I don't expect it to be completely up to the other person. Like I think half of that onus of having an orgasm is up to you as well. You know what I mean? Like to tell yeah. them to tell them what gets you off and how, how they can do that. So I don't have that pressure that I feel like I'm, I don't know. It's like, I don't feel like I had any, I feel like my sex life is very dependent on me. And my ability to say what I want. And I, think, sure. and I think I'm just much more domineering when it comes to sex. Because I don't like... Like, I don't like to not talk about things. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to... Oh, for sure. Yeah. In like, general. Exactly, yeah. So, but it, particularly with sex, because, like, I know what I like. I know what works for me. So, I'm, why wouldn't I tell the person that I'm sleeping with, you know? So, I don't want to... Le- yeah. I like the same thing. Like, to... Like, let, let them know what they're doing right or exactly like what they can change to make it a more pleasurable experience. Because at the end of the day, like you're having sex for pleasure. Exactly. And there was a point when we were having sex where having gone from a full, like a long term relationship where the, the other person knew my body inside it, like knew it completely. Yeah. Now going to someone new and I re- realized in a mo- there was a moment where I was like, oh, he doesn't know the mood, like the thing, the motions yeah. to do in certain situations. Like I have to now train this person no, so yeah so I literally had to like move his hand from where it was and take his thumb and put it on my clit because that's just like my my last partner would have known to do that you know what I mean wait he so, didn't know where the clit was no he just didn't know that that was what I needed in that moment okay because, whereas my old partner would have known immediately in that moment like <laughs> oh my god I was like breaking out a sweat like oh no you poor thing <laughs> why are you still talking to him? yeah so it's just like it's like about just no like 
that's the biggest transition I think for me it was like oh this person now doesn't know anything about me and what I like whereas before it was such an easy dance to do yeah but then again half of that fun is that that it's not as repetitive or like as the same all the time as as it would have been in in a long-term relationship like that's yeah. half the fun of having a friends with benefits that's new because it's completely different than what you've ever experienced before for sure okay well we talked about like how you had had these ground rules which I had had as well but obviously things can change ground rules in the sense things that are not major major breaking points but what would be a sign in a friends with benefits relationship that you need to like walk out and leave that person behind whether it's you realize you need to leave that person and move on to another friends with benefits like either friends with benefits or long-term whatever you want next or that just friends with benefits isn't working for you I think for me like I mentioned before respect is a big thing so when you're in a scenario and I think a lot of people might see the friends with benefits as deserving less respect in the sense of oh it's not a it's not like a real relationship but at the same time it's like it's still it's still a relationship right and it's still between two people and it's you're potentially friends there needs to be a level of respect there so when the other person starts doing or saying things that are disrespectful or like purposely trying to like incite something in you that you might not like to feel that's when I think that's when it has to be like reconsidered or like obviously first communicated talk about it and then if it doesn't change then it has to that has to be reconsidered if you want to be in that situation for sure yeah and I think obviously then if things turn like abusive emotionally Mm -hmm. physically yeah sexually if there's like um, a consensual agreement like of BDSM or whatever obviously that's totally different but like if they just start like hitting you around for no reason yeah but it doesn't even have to be that big of a situation. It could be even just like small microaggressions that you might feel uncomfortable mm-hmm. with. Like that's enough to say like, it, you don't have to think of it as like, oh, I'm overreacting. Like, no, your feelings are valid. And that's enough to talk about. Sure. Even though that person, even though in your head, you might be like, oh, like, well, they're not like a real relationship. So it's not like a big deal. It doesn't matter. They're, they are a relationship in your life. And you have the power to decide if you want to keep it or not. Whether it's like a casual relationship or a long-term relationship or a friendship, even like your own family. Yeah, it's still taking your energy. So you have to decide if it deserves that, you know? Very well said. (laughs) So on that note of all of this, at Between Our Thighs, the goal is to create sex positivism as much as possible everywhere that's possible. And the idea of sex positivity takes on a different meaning for each person. So what does it mean to you? Sex positivity for me would mean just getting really in tune with yourself on a level that's different than what we're taught to be on or to know ourselves on. Um, And just like really taking the time to, to get to know what makes you tick without the stigma and the taboo around it. And just freely being able to express your sexual needs, desires, interests in a way that would be just as comfortable as you would express what you like or dislike with your friends or with like the food you like and just making it so comfortable that you don't feel ashamed when you are actually participating in the act. And how do you think somebody can do that? Like, how do you think somebody can take that advice and actually implement it? That's a good question. (laughs) I don't know. Everyone's so different, right? Like for me, for me, it's always allowing myself the space to explore it, even if it's just in my own head at first you know, to play with an idea and see how it feels to put that on and not be like, I think a lot of people might shy away from it. um, Just even just the thought of doing certain things because of how they've been raised or what they've been taught. 
So just like giving yourself a little bit of room to play around with that stuff and just see how it feels. And you might realize, you know what, I actually don't like that. Or you might realize like, oh, that is actually something that aligns with me and and who I am and what I want. I love that. Very good. (laughs) Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you for sharing. You're welcome. (laughs) And thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me. Those are all of the questions that I have. We made it through. We did it. thanks for listening to this episode of the between our thighs podcast to learn more about what we talked about today, as well as for additional free resources and materials, head over to www.betweenourthighs.com. If you enjoyed today's show, please leave us a review and subscribe to our feed. Until next time.